TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're checking now with our Royals insider. They won the only uh, Josh Vernier, as I've called this, Royals 101. Uh, for those of us, Vern, me included, uh, venturing out of the, uh, the haze that was football, uh, I'm going to start here first. What should we know about these Royals? They made the improvements required to go through an entire summer calling something the evaluation season. Uh, when that evaluation reads 56 and 106, you need wholesale changes. Uh, we spoke at the end of last season talking about how they need to replace 15, 16 of their 26 players. Well, uh, they they came darn near close to changing out 15 or 16 on that 26-man roster that we're going to see on opening day. So uh, that, to me, is a reflection of ownership. Um, outside of ownership passing its test, uh, J.J. Piccolo and the players, uh, they're now on the clock. It appears as if the general manager and the rest of this front office had a terrific off season. But if this team starts off slow in April and May, I think I'll get laughed off the radio. If I continue to bring up, Hey, but they spent all this money this off season. No, now is the time to deliver not only for the front office, but also the players. And when you look at the clubhouse and, and who needs to produce, uh, there's maybe uh, one, two, three players that I can take to the bank. You know, Bobby Witt Jr., I'd say Michael Waka, uh, and maybe you want to throw in a, a Will Smith, one of those uh, relievers that you brought in this offseason. Look, compared to last year's 56-106 and 106 team, they're a lot better. But when you pan out, when you look at the rest of Major League Baseball and you see that it's going to be Michael Waka against that team's number one, it's going to be uh, Cole Reagans against that team's number two, Seth Lugo, Brady Singer, and then we'll see in the number five spot. Uh, yes, the Royals are better equipped to fight this season. Uh, but when you look at the rest of the Major League Baseball, even when you look at the rest of the American League Central, uh, they're improved, but in no way are they promised uh, an exciting July or August. To me, the focus right out of the gate is maintained through May. Hover around 500 and allow us to enjoy the month of June. Give yeah. us some 
entertaining summer baseball. Yeah, well, we, we haven't had that in a very long time. As here. long as that's not the slogan. Right, the yeah. Terrible yeah. Hover around like, 500. Or, no, no, yes. maintain through May. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the alliteration, Don't though. Don't put yeah. that on a T-shirt, you know? Yeah, so, so Vern, I, I think, though, as, as, as fun as this offseason was and getting those new guys, to me it's still going to be about how this young core develops because without the young core developing, it doesn't matter who you surround them with. If they're no good, well, then we got to start over from square one. And so is Brady Singer going to take that next step? Is Cole Reagan's going to be able to put together back-to-back seasons? What's going to happen with Daniel Lynch? Let's take a look at what's going to happen with Vinny Pasquantino and Bobby Witt. Do both of them take the next step? Does Michael Garcia, you know, kind of take that next step in becoming an everyday Major League Baseball player that you can rely in night in and night out? That's where I'm kind of looking at this thing. Do those veteran guys help the younger guys take that next step forward, Vern, and truly be a core that not only you can build around this past offseason, but during the season and off seasons moving forward. And the veterans can only do so much. And let's also note the veterans need to go out there and duplicate what they've done. Waka needs to be that he, the guy that he spent a majority of his career. Lugo must duplicate what we saw last season. Reagan's has to match what he did in the second half of last season. And that's to compete. If those three things don't happen, I don't know if this team can compete late into the summer. Uh, my big question is, do you have four reliable bats? Bobby, no doubt about it. Vinny Pasquantino, if he can stay healthy, I have no doubts about the undeniable Vinny Pasquantino. He is a monster at the dish. Outside of those two, you, you feel good about Hunter Renfro in the back of his baseball card, the same way you feel good about Salvador Perez in the back of his. But you also acknowledge that they're on the – uh, back nine of their career. Sure, Salvi's a little bit further on the course than Hunter Renfro. Uh, but if, if if it's not those two, if, if Salvi is declining, if, if Renfro is unable to match what he's done in years previous, who are those other bats going to be? It's fun to talk about what Michael Garcia and Michael Massey and MJ Melendez could be, uh, but we've been doing that in this city for the past decade. Uh, if those guys that, that you mentioned, if they don't meet or exceed expectations, yeah, yeah, this could be another one of those summers where it's, uh, I enjoy going to the game. Bobby always puts on a show, but if Bobby, Vinny, and Salby don't run into a three-run dinger, uh, it could be a long night. Now, uh, I know that might sound similar to last season. I think the difference between this year and last year is you're going to have the pitching staff that's going to allow you to maintain through May. Now, uh, injuries are going to happen. That pitching staff is going to take a beating over the first 60, 70 games. Uh, We'll we'll see how they, uh, if they can stay healthy, see if they can win that battle of attrition as the season goes on. Uh, But eventually the bats will need to make up for any sort of step back or decline from that pitching staff. I know Bobby can do it. We know Vinny can do it. Who else is in that lineup right now with a lot of question marks? You can maintain through May in order to jump through June and July. There so you go. Can, I, like can, that. I can continue yeah. this going if they, yeah. if they, if they weren't it. All right, and see. excel in August. <laughs> Boo. Uh, boo. Not really. Uh, so I've seen a lot of win projections at like, you know, 72. So that's 72 and 90. That'd be what a 16 game Big, yeah, improvement. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that too much? Is that massive? Is that warranted? Should it be better? I like that. I think last time we spoke, uh, Bobby mentioned 72, and that sounded right to me. That's a massive jump. But the reason why last year was so atrocious was the pitching. 
So when you go out and you bring in two guys that, look, I'm not going to say that Waka or Lugo or any of the relievers that they brought in are the equivalent of James Shields or Wade Davis or, or Greg Holland. Uh, and that's fine. Again, we're talking about a 70 to 72 win team. All I really, well, there are a lot of things I wanted out of this offseason, but the main thing I wanted out of this offseason is I didn't want Bobby, Vinny, Massey, and Mike Hell to become losers like Merrifield and Lopez and Dozier and so many in the past have. Uh, and not to knock them, but you show up to the ballpark understanding that we're probably going to lose, expecting to lose, and accepting that you're going to lose. In the previous regimes, as we've talked about, they made sure that didn't happen to Moose and Haas in that summer of, for that offseason going into 2013. Waka, Stratton, Smith, Schreiber, Lugo, all of these pitchers that they brought in, it's going to allow Bobby and Vinny and the rest of these young bats to stand on that first baseline on opening day and no longer feel the pressure of, if we don't get the job done, we're going to lose. If we don't put up six runs, we're going to lose because now we have a pitching staff that's at least going to keep us in the game. Now, it's not, again, a great pitching staff, but if we could scratch across four runs or more, yeah, we got a chance to win. We all remember the four or more statistic from back in the day in 2013 and 2014 where, man, if this offense could string together some hits, the pitching was good enough to make it hold up. I think you're in that situation. Now, I don't think you have the hitting that you did back in 13 and 14, but you might, and that's what we're excited about. Talk with Josh Vernier, our Royals insider here on, on 610 Sports Radio. So it, I know we always look at, like, you know, Josh was talking about a 16-game improvement from the prior year. But why do we always do that? Why can't this team go out there and be better than just a 16-game improvement? Like, everybody in baseball acts like that's impossible to do. But when you've had this many changes like the Royals did, what does last season even really matter for what's going to happen this season? Yeah, that's a fair point. Thank you. They could. They, they, they could win this division. Now, the rhetoric you're hearing from Royals camp is the exact same thing you're hearing out of the Detroit Tigers camp, out of the Chicago White Sox camp. Uh, the Twins are ready to repeat, and the Cleveland Guardians feel as if they went nowhere. So the excitement about uh, the stank in the American League Central, you, you, can, you can miss me with that. I, we've... Many people in, in, in baseball have waited for the White Sox to win the division. They were supposed to be the team of the past half decade. That never came to fruition. Right. Um, well, they had a manager yeah. that was sleeping most of the time, you know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That, that certainly didn't help. Uh, a clubhouse that was – and listen, I'll say this about the team that Matt Quatrero has this year. This is much more of a Matt Quatrero type of team, much more of a Tampa Bay type of team where, yeah, Vinny and – and Salvi and, and Bobby will probably play, and Mike Hal will probably play every single day. But everybody else is according to the matchup. You're going to see a lot of different lineups again this season. You're, uh, yeah, Waka's going to eat up some innings. Hopefully Cole Reagans can eat up some innings. But you're going to see a lot more mixing and matching because the talent on this team is just superior to where it was a year ago. But as far as why can't they make that big jump, what does last year have to do with anything? Well, last year just goes to show you uh, how many unproven commodities they have. Could they all hit? Could they? Uh, could Massey become that uh, two seventy-five, fifteen home run guy? Yeah, he could. Michael Garcia could become. Uh, 
that consistent bat that this team wants at the top of the lineup, that's what spring training is all about. You, you can see how it could go very well, and you could see how it could go uh, very poorly. Um, right now, I'm, I'm sitting in the middle until, until they take the field, until we start to see, is Bobby gripping that bat really tight like he has the previous two Aprils, or has the additions of Waka, Lugo, and the rest of this pitching staff allowed him to just let the game come to him? You mentioned very early on they did what they had to do to, to be competitive. If it doesn't work, do they get spooked? Like they spent a lot of money this offseason. Do you does it does it bank on that it has to pay off for the the franchise to continue to try to do those things? I think if you look at the contracts, they're out of most of most of them by 2026. There's a new CBA at the end of 2026. Uh, so so no no I I think what these off-season moves did was was buy J.J. Piccolo and the rest of his front office some time to rebuild that farm system. You know, ideally, Asa Lacy's in this rotation, Frank Mazzucato's knocking at the door. Some of the draft picks over the past half decade would 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 would, would be here, ready to take over for the uh, the Brad Kellers and the other departing pitchers from this rotation. But instead. Uh, those guys don't pitch, aren't in baseball, are always hurt, or are just no good. So you had to supplement them with $110,000 worth of free agents. No, John Sherman doesn't seem to be scared money. Uh, He's shown me nothing that says, uh, oh, he's going to get tight with the purse strings if this thing goes south. Now, if this thing goes south, they could trade some players, certainly midseason at the end of this season. Uh, but no, I I, I I can't imagine John Sherman uh, ever being afraid of, of making his team better because I truly think this, yes, he has a lot of civic pride, uh, but I also think he's a competitor. I do think he has an ego. I do think he was embarrassed by last season, and I don't think he wants to go down that road again. All right, Vern, I got a friend that works in minor league baseball, and he is convinced that the Royals will be trading everybody by the deadline. Convince him why he's wrong. They don't have enough pitching to supplement trading everyone. So if you trade Waka and Lugo, and well, you could trade the relievers. But if you trade Lugo and Waka, I, I don't know who's replacing them in the rotation. Now, I, I guess it could turn into another, uh, <laughs> we're watching an opener every other day. You know what? Tell your friend to just shut up, man. Not, not right now. <laughs> That's what I do, though. I do. Yeah. I've had the conversation I mean, with him, right. you know? He, yes, he's right. It could happen, uh, but they would have to be as bad as they were last year, and I just can't foresee that. The pitching is improved, and, and, and as we talked about all last season, if you can't pitch, you can't win. I, I think the Royals will be able to pitch. I think they'll be able to win a few more of those 50-50 games that they were coming out on the wrong side of last year, so is it possible they trade everyone? Of course. Is it likely? Uh, no, especially the, the big-name free agents, uh, uh, Waka and Lugo. Okay, uh, 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 Renfro, some of the relievers, sure, yeah, yeah, th- that could make sense. But guys that are not only uh, leading the pitching staff but leading the rotation and probably leading the clubhouse, I don't know if you want to part with them after you've already sent a message that, you know, uh, it's a different day in Kansas City. You send that message to Bobby and Vinny. Uh, what are they thinking about all of that uh, sell job you had this offseason of, 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 of we want to win the division? 
to have an about face three months in, I think would be a very bad look. Maintained through May. I love it, Vern. Thank you, Kling. You yeah. know you're going to be hearing a lot of it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Can't wait. That's Josh Vern. You're our Royals insider. And, of course, uh, they have a game this week, Bob. I mean, yeah, I know. This week it starts. I feel like, I feel like spring training is caught up real fast. Mm-hmm. Well, they, p- spring training, like, they go down there, they pull a couple of rubber bands on a yeah, fence, and then they play games. time to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Friday, they, get, they take on the Rangers. I mean, I, I knew I mean, you knew it was the Rangers. Yeah, cool. we well, it always is, we right? Always knew yeah. it, was, it was the the Rangers. So. Yeah. Here we go. That's Josh Vernier, our Royals insider. Of course, you'll hear him before and after each and every Royals game right here on 610 Sports Radio. Call a little Royals 101 today as we all kind of catch up. Uh, the franchise tag doesn't mean you can't go after someone. We'll see if anyone warrants it, though. Next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. discussed the uh, franchise tag a little bit earlier obviously from like our direction but others can put the franchise tag on Mm -hmm. it doesn't preclude you and it does make it difficult for uh for you to go and acquire somebody sure if you want to give up some picks i don't know if there's any of these names that would warrant that the trade the uh the tag candidates include t higgins not for two first-round picks. Like, I like T. Higgins. Right? I do, too. Mm-hmm. But he ain't free. Right. I like the free and free agent. Correct. I'm not giving up two first-round draft picks for T. Higgins. Sounds hot. Yeah. Sounds too hot for me. Uh, Michael Pittman, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, is anybody... Brian Burns? Not two first-round draft picks. No. I mean, I like him a lot, but I don't know that I'd be willing to give up two first-round draft picks, especially if you end up signing Chris Jones back into Kansas City, right? If you end up getting a deal done with Chris Jones, then I don't need to invest that money in no, Brian Burns. For, for sure. And but especially you, since he's an end, and George Karloftis has played great. If you now you got to go, Felix ready If you to want go. to go younger, guy coming on, getting his second contract, that type of thing, you want yeah. to go younger and do that. I mean, the problem with, the problem with 
with Chris Jones is there aren't Chris Joneses. Right, exactly. There's not many of those like guys no out there. No offense to yeah. George Karloftis, really good end. You're not moving him inside. No. You know, I mean, uh-uh. He's not going to give you the flexibility to do what you do with Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Chris is a unicorn. Is Felix that type so, of guy, though, that maybe you can move so. around? I don't think he no. is either, but I mean, we big. don't really know. We right? don't really know, but he's not that big either. Right. I mean, Chris is a freak. Yes. Yeah, there, there's and certain people that are just different than everybody else, right? It is right? one of a kind. Now, can I also make the argument that if you don't have him, you just do it differently? Yes. Right. And I think they will. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have a Chris Jones, you're not doing Chris Jones-type things with just any player. Right. Right? You're going to have to do it differently. Same goes for Sneed. If you got rid of Legereus Sneed, mm-hmm. I don't think that, that you know, oh, you don't have a guy who's given to give up no touchdowns to a wide receiver? Okay, well, then we have to acknowledge we're going to give up touchdowns to a wide receiver and have to do things differently. Can they do that? Yeah, certainly they can. Sure they can. Would it be nice to have that guy that doesn't? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Gives, gives you a great sense of security. So. Yeah. Um, I think the difficult part is the tag one is got that. Can we afford it when you tag somebody? And then on the flip side, is there really anyone worth ever like flipping the table for? Right. It's funny because they'll trade draft picks to move up. But you give up two firsts and you're like, mm, that's a lot. Well, right? especially you'll, you'll give up first to move up in the draft a lot. Right. But. Giving up two first to get somebody else eh, seems like kind of a steep price. Tag. Well, I think when you you move up in the draft, you're drafting the unknown, and you're also giving up picks, Josh, for guys that are a lot younger than where they are in free agency. And a couple of years of wear and tear in the NFL makes all the difference in the world, right? I mean, you're trading up for young guys who don't have any wear and tear from an NFL standpoint on them. So, and also too, I think when you make trades in the draft, those things get lost more than if you gave up two first round draft picks for a guy who was designated the franchise player. And then the expectation on that player is huge. Like if you gave up two first round draft picks and brought T Higgins in here, first of all, you had made the comment to me, I think off the air the other day was like, do we even know that T Higgins can be a number one wide receiver, right? He's always had Jamar chase alongside of him in Cincinnati to be that number one guy. Can T Higgins be that guy? Or as I make an outdated reference here, is he going to be Alvin Harper when he went to Tampa and left Michael Irvin in Dallas and then got to Tampa and realized, wow, this guy's just a pedestrian wide receiver. He was only good because Michael Irvin was on the other side of the field. So those are the things that you have to kind of account for. And I was looking but at this. I need a one if you believe Rashi Rice is a one. Well, Can somebody come here and be who they are? Could be, but is that worth two first-round draft picks Probably then to go not. get a number two? It's not. It's no. not. It's 100% not yeah. worth it to go get a guy like that, especially when you have a draft this year that is loaded with oodles of noodles of wide receivers right I mean it's not just and you I, know Marvin Harrison Jr. at the top of the draft there's about six or seven legitimate first round wide receivers coming out in this draft I would want him with the expectation you're going to elevate same goes for like Gabe Davis I see Gabe Davis's name a, a, lot, a, lot, a lot right I, I really don't want Gabe Davis the baseball card right it's okay. He's been really good against us, but he it's comes okay. in here. The expectations are four touchdowns a game. That's unrealistic. I'm just saying he's yeah. 750 yards, seven touchdown guy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know for what, free, Josh? That's free. most of the wide right, receivers right. in but this I'm saying league. For, yeah. Hey, here's a, here's a guy who could be a big time free agent. What's that worth? Yeah. I can kind of go find that. You can guy. find that guy. I would want he's Gabe an Davis everyday to come wide here, receiver. And he's now. 1100 yard and 12 touchdown guy. Right. But is that a fair expectation? I not say, when you have Travis Kelsey and Rashi Rice who've already done that. Probably not. Yeah. So do you even have to go do that? If you believe Rashi Rice is a thousand yard double digit touchdown guy, right. do you need more complimentary 
than you do over the top. Right. I think I, I think, don't know. They're gonna have to decide that. You 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 probably need like one name free agent, you know, that everybody knows and gets excited about, and then you go ahead and you draft, and and you just kind of, I mean, you, you're kind of hitting it out of the park right now with your drafting and developing in this organization, right? And so that's the At route spots, that I would yeah. I, I would you know continue to say, you know, go go that way. I'm not saying you you don't identify the wide receiver position this offseason because you do. You have to go out in free agency and sign somebody. But you also have to draft someone. The other guy that I wouldn't, you know, go after if he's franchised, but I'd be willing to do a two-year deal is Saquon Barkley. I'd have him for two years with Mahomes. I think that could be a nice addition to this offense. That's interesting. <laughs> not a position I would look for. And then, I mean, they're not going to fran- – he's available, right? Are they going to really franchise him? I don't know. They may. I mean, they're definitely not work, worth it if they do. But uh, but if he's free, free, do you, free, do free? you look at other options to play a one-two tandem? Because I do think you have to think about as good as Isaiah Pacheco is. You do have to think about maintaining the wear and tear. But who who else is on right? the roster right now from a running back standpoint? You don't have one, right? And no. I'm not going to break the bank for Saquon Barkley. Somebody will end up breaking the bank, I think, for Saquon Barkley. But if I'm the Chiefs and and you can get Saquon Barkley to come here for like a two-year deal. That's all I'd be willing to give because of that running back position. I'd give him a two-year deal. He is in that. And then that. in two years, he need two running backs. Well, that's the nature of the beast. And that's the nature of the beast of the running I don't back think position. Isaiah right? Pacheco is probably going to be more than a one, one-term uh, running back. Yeah, I'm not giving him a long-term yeah. contract. He runs too hard, and he's already been banged up, right? He's already what, injured a couple of times. So I, I'm not signing Isaiah Pacheco to a long-term deal. I'm not signing any running back to a long-term deal. But if you could get a healthy Saquon Barkley in this offense, he can give you what Christian McCaffrey gives you in San Francisco and gives you a little bit of a dimension that you don't have. And maybe then the wide receiver doesn't become as needed if you have Saquon Barkley catching some passes out of the backfield. But again, that's a pipe dream because somebody will overspend for Saquon Barkley, I think. I don't believe he's going to be out there for a, 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 you know, hey, here's a two-year deal from the Chiefs come play in Kansas City for the league minimum type of contract. But if it got to that point and nobody is signing Saquon Barkley, I'd absolutely offer him a two-year deal, not to break the bank or anything, but a two-year deal, come here, win a couple of rings, and go about your merry way, right? I would I would think the uh, the next running back you've never heard of. Probably, and you're probably I mean, right I mean, about not, that. Right, right. Not, I think you've heard of him in like the fantasy in your fantasy league, or right, whatever. But right, it'll be the next Jarek McKinnon. Sure, somebody, somebody that you're not counting on. Yeah. It's not going to be a which, big signing, and I understand that. They've they've been pretty good at that too. I'll I'll let them. But do that. But you look at that free agent list of guys that can be potentially tagged, and not one of those players no. on there do I say is worth giving up two first round draft picks to go after. Just go out and draft your own guys. You've had a lot of success doing that. I'm all in for the drama, and there's a good hypothetical that would deliver. We'll get to it next. Uh, Carrington Harrison for the drive is going to drop by coming up in uh, a little over 10 minutes, about 15 minutes or so. Yeah, because the greatest thing happening in sports right now is happening at Mizzou. I'm telling him as well. And we want to know why he was holding out on us. Yeah, why he didn't tell us this this, information. Share this information. This is good stuff we'll get to coming up with Carrington. I'm all for the the drama. And and this one would be great drama. Oh, my God. This would be so good. So ESPN is like they are prone to do kick around questions. And right. Sometimes they get goofy answers. I like the fact that they have Mike Tannenbaum creating trade scenarios this offseason because I was looking up there earlier and he had a trade between 
the Giants, Giants and, and Bears, Bears for the number right? one pick. For the yeah. number one pick, yeah, the yeah. Giants would get the pick and what the Bears would get back in return. And this is an NFL world. We're all just living in it right now, right? And for him to create those trade scenarios as a former GM, I think it's kind of cool. It gives you a little bit of like behind the scenes thinking of yeah. what these guys think. All right, you want the number one pick? Here's what it's going to take. And it was like this year's sixth overall pick, two second round picks, a third round pick and Kayvon Thibodeau to go to the bears for the giants to move up from six to one. I don't necessarily hate that move for the giants. Now, if they draft Caleb Williams, that move sucks, but well, that's the only reason you're moving there. Why though? Why do people think this guy is going to be a good player in the NFL? I don't know. I saw some yesterday. He's the best quarterback prospect since 2012. Oh my God. According to who? Uh, I think it was Joel Klatt. Okay. Was one of one, okay. One of so what you're I'm saying, saying is Mahomes and Burrow and Allen yep, weren't better. considered prospects, right? This Caleb, guy, Caleb Williams has more. Well, technically he does. He has more juice than Mahomes did. Yeah, no doubt. You know, yeah, I mean, no like, question. Yeah. And he has more he, juice than Josh it Allen. Doesn't mean, and, yeah. doesn't mean they're going to turn out the same, but there's more juice. Yeah. You know? that's, see, that, so that's, 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 that's a fallacy to look at it though. Right. You know, like, oh, this guy doesn't have as much juice. Like, yeah, this guy does have it, a lot like, of juice. Mahomes, yeah. and they're like, well, yeah, nobody, they were, they were not. Mahomes wasn't the consensus number one pick. I, yeah. I saw a headline yesterday about, I guess Bruce Arians was doing his rounds talking about Patrick Mahomes or whatever. And the headline was why former NFC uh, head coach didn't draft Patrick Mahomes. Right. And the reasoning <laughs> was he didn't fall to them. That's why right, the right. chiefs knew they never got that, far. that they had to get to 10 because 11, 12 and 13 were going to be teams that would probably Funny. draft Patrick Mahomes. And so they, they made it out to be like, Oh, he missed up. No, he never got the opportunity to draft Patrick Mahomes because Brett Veach and John Dorsey and company had the wherewithal to understand who they needed to get ahead to draft that quarterback. I just think sometimes the most hyped quarterback that comes out of the draft, Josh usually isn't the best quarterback that comes out of the draft. Now, I do like that we're also entering quarterback shuffle season, yeah, right? right? So uh, the carousel is underway. So they asked the question, where would be the next home for Russell Wilson? Mm-hmm. I did not expect this answer. I think he would actually be a great fit with the New York Jets, and here's what? why. Oh, my gosh. Why you want to Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson? Absolutely. Pay him a million dollars and let him resurrect his career. <laughs> I actually have experience with this. Vinny Testaverde got cut by the Baltimore Ravens. We signed him in June and went to the championship game that year. So if you're if you're Russell Wilson and you don't get no uh, early, Mike. Hey, Bart, if you but if where, where else is he going to go? He has to resurrect his career. So if you have to sit for a year, why not sit behind one of the greatest of all times and then be a free agent again? It's when, when, when I was reasons. guys, where is he going to go? He's 36 years old. No one's going to hand him a starting job. He's going to have to be a backup somewhere. Hmm. I, you know, it, like be, after everybody laughed at Tannenbaum, I understand what he's saying, but you, you're also asking the Denver Broncos to cut him and eat that salary, right? That's still a big chunk of change to eat. If you're the Denver Broncos, now they may do it to rid themselves of Russell Wilson. But if you're Russell Wilson, number one, why would you want to go back up Aaron Rodgers? And number two, you think Nathaniel Hackett really wants Russell Wilson there? He's in the jet building right now as a lackey, a lemming, a hanger on, a, a, a whatever you want to call Nathaniel Hackett to Aaron Rodgers. Like he carries his bag around, right? 
That's uh, his, his, pers- his hand his selected Bobo. his hand selected offensive coordinator, yes. Or or his Bobo. Either way. I, I think Nathaniel Hackett is a really bad coach. We've seen that, right? He, he was good because of Aaron Rodgers. Or maybe and he's once, good for Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I, I, maybe, I'm not gonna discount that. And, could, and that's why you call him his Bobo, not yeah, a coach. Because yeah. I don't think he's a very good coach. He's a Bobo. And so if you're the Bobo for Aaron Rodgers, you got fired from your job because of how bad Russell Wilson is. How can you sit there inside that jet facility and say, Oh yeah, this is a guy that I want to bring in? Like I'd be on the table saying, no, no, no. Russell Wilson is not going to help us get to where we need to go. Also, are we sure someone wouldn't give Russell Wilson a starting job? I mean, how could you not? You look around at some of the quarterbacks in this league, right? That's where I'm at. Like, I'm not positive. There's not someone that would go. Yeah, we could we could make something out of him. Like, honestly, if if you're thinking about sending him to New York, you should have chose the Giants. And and I know the Jets probably feel like. In hindsight, they should have had a better backup plan, right? right. Absolutely, they, they should They didn't have. expect Aaron Rodgers. And so if you're planning on the, well, I don't know if Aaron's going to be healthy or not, you should have a better then plan. you've got to have a backup plan. Better plan than that. Yeah. And I, Russell Wilson probably wouldn't be bad. But will Russell Wilson do that? And is that the distract? Well, the Jets are a distraction, I guess, in and of themselves. But do you want to add to that distraction? I'm all for that. I am too. I mean, I think it would be yeah. fascinating if, if – you know, Aaron Rodgers is not fully healthy mm-hmm. or, or. And that's what you have to start questioning. Do they go get, get this guy because they don't believe Rodgers is fully healthy? Like, I just I just think that there's another there's another spot where he'd go and have a better opportunity to start. So, yeah, I would think Atlanta could give him an opportunity to start. The Patriots would give him an opportunity to start. That's not a bad place because they're going to get rid of Mac Jones. Apparently this offseason as what, well. What about Dallas? The Raiders? The Raiders, uh, the Raiders do not have a quarterback. They will tell you they like Aiden O'Connell and Ian O'Connell and, you know, know whatever O'Connell's are out there the Raiders don't have a quarterback right now um obviously Denver doesn't have a quarterback right now uh Minnesota's gonna have an opening at quarterback they're not gonna guarantee Kirk Cousins another contract it doesn't which seem like that which yeah. shouldn't I'm surprised he got that one but yeah. good for him he's got a great he's a great negotiator but if they're not going to do that and they're moving on, they'll right. need at least a bridge, I would think. You need some guy in there, right? You, you start to look around. I guess everybody else in that division, maybe the Bears, depending on what they're well, going to ultimately do. Who was the guy? Was it was it Tyrod Taylor that, that retired and is becoming yeah. a coach now? Yeah, right. Whoever fills that, that role, <laughs> the yeah. The early Tyrod Taylor spot. Sure. Right? Commanders. Absolutely. One of those guys that's, that's going to get a look-see by somebody every year. Mm-hmm. Does, does he, can, could he at least slide into that kind of role? Yeah. Commanders is another spot that doesn't have a quarterback right now. They've got a new head coach in there. Dan Quinn has got some familiarity with Seattle because he was the defensive coordinator Wherever Joe up Flacco there. doesn't go. I mean, yeah, I don't Cleveland know. needs a quarterback, right? I mean, who knows? There, there are some teams out there that truly I just need a starter, right? Someone's going to give him a shot. Yeah, I don't think before, he's going to have to go somewhere and be a backup. Before he has to, ha, quote, unquote, has to be a backup. Right. Has to be a backup. All right, we will check in with one Carrington Harrison. He's been holding out on us. We'll find out why next. Back in on a Tuesday along with Bonfesco, I'm Josh Klingler, JT Noah producing today. Carrington Harrison from The Drive, 2 to 6 here on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, drops by. We feel like he's been he's been holding out on updating us. Um, when your basketball team is over this late in the season, 
I, I I wish we'd have known about it. this. is This is compelling drama. It really is. I stumbled upon this on accident over the weekend. I saw a tweet from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch wondering aloud, could Missouri go 0-18? And, and I go, what do we got going on here? Bob texts me. He goes, did you know Mizzou was 0-12? I said, no. Carrington didn't tell us. I didn't know until Saturday. Why haven't you told us this information? Bob, do you know what time it is? It is 7.51. Yeah. Yeah. You got me on to come here to talk about... Over twelve basketball, 12 yeah. Missouri well, we're not gonna, if they were Game like tonight. if, if they were six and six in the league, who the hell cares? They're zero and twelve. They're going for history, my man. I thought we can I thought you had me on here to talk about Caitlin Clark and her record-breaking performance. We could talk you, about you that. Know the gumption you gotta have to pull up from basically half court to break the scoring record. Yeah, that's what I. That's what you sold me on when I came in here. But no, you came to ambush me. You don't even watch college basketball. You're right. I don't. But oh, and 12. Now I'm intrigued. That gives me something to pay attention to. Bob, when have you and I just randomly just been walking by each other and was like, hey, I wonder if you watched Duke Boston College yesterday. You yeah. and I have never had a college basketball. Now yeah. I'm supposed to let you know that my team was doing poorly. Yeah, that's exactly team. right. At okay. 0-12, it's not doing poorly. It's historically like bad. Jump on the train wreck. And, you know? and 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 Josh and I are hoping they go winless. There's no question about that. I want that. Of course, and and, and you probably win. are too at this no, point in no, time. I would right? like for them to win one SEC. Game. Well, they will in the, in the tournament. tournament. I want yeah. them to win their first tournament game. I want them to win a regular. I don't want. Whenever you you want to ruin their draft position, at the though. End of the season, I don't want to see zero and eighteen next oh, to I their do. SEC record. I think it'd be glorious. I mean, if you're going to be bad, be historically bad. Like you're not going to get any kind of like love for going like, one and seventeen. You go zero and eighteen, people are talking about you. At this point, don't you suck for small forward or yeah, something? I don't know what. I don't right. know what. Don't you tank for something? You get a better pick something, or something. You get an easier schedule next year. Kling, I would expect this from Bob. <laughs> I would expect this from Robert. From you? Now you just got to go. From you, Kling? Oh, oh, Kling, Kling responded faster than that than anything. Oh, and 12, let's go for I mean, I knew they were not great, but I didn't know they were really not great. So, like, it brings up, though, the like the big problem with college sports, which, which is why I've been disenchanted with college sports over the last decade or so. Not really decade, half decade, whatever it's been since the Chiefs have been winning, really. Um, and and I, I, I think what the, the biggest problem is this was a tournament team last year. You'd mentioned they won a game in the tournament last year, and now they're going 0-18 in conference play this year like trying to keep these teams together and these players in place like as a college coach man I I would absolutely hate it right now I mean Missouri's biggest problem is they had two players went to the NBA last year so Kobe Brown and Demoy Hodge both of them went to the league Kobe got drafted in the first round so you took two NBA players off the team and I mean they rolled the dice on the transfer portal and obviously they crapped out I mean they, they are not a good basketball team they got a lot of young talent. There is a lot of hope and optimism. Like, I'm not too down on this season. They have a top five recruiting class next what year. What does that mean, though? Are they going to be able to keep the top five recruiting class? Just because you haven't – are they going to show up? Are you going to write a big enough check? Somebody going to swoop in and steal them for more so money? That would be so hard, I think, to, to – the re- the well, the hope is that you money. keep them, Bob. That's the hope. That's the optimism. That's the part but, of but, fandom. But, but see, you're living in a, in a bizarro them. world where that doesn't work anymore, man. It's it's not it about somebody. Well, now, you got to scratch the check. Missouri. You got to scratch that no, but, check. You yeah, know. I mean, I, you know, I I would say that we are seeing capitalism at work in yeah. college athletics that we've always seen. It's just it always been under the surface, mm-hmm. but now it is over the top. I mean, these kids, you know, I remember whenever uh, the NCAA and the FBI, they had that investigation. They said that they thought it cost $100,000 to get a five-star kid on campus. 
I think that number is actually a little bit low. I think on, that's on, low, on, yeah. On how much it is, but we now know what it is. Yeah, $100,000 seems awfully low in, in that situation, and it's so bad your athletic director up and quit yesterday and went to the Big 12 for a better opportunity to win and have success. Is that? This was an ambush. I didn't come on here to talk about this. I thought we came on here today as the first day of the franchise tag. That's what I thought we were talking about. I thought you were going to ask me where Kirk Cousins is going. We came to talk about what's oh, wrong God, with no. Missouri Athletics. Missouri being 0-12 and losing their AD all in one day. This is good. I, I mean, like this stuff. Their athletic director took a worse job and less pay. I mean, that's, Oh, no that's, kidding? That's, less? Oh, wow. Yes. I mean, that shows you really were ready to get out of there, Kling. Yeah. You were ready to go. So why was she ready? Like, what's going on? I mean, the team Owen 12 obviously obviously football had a great year she hired the coach yeah but why why is she looking to bounce so fast it was just time to do something else you know sometimes you just move she was on. there for like a hot minute well the minutes passed well i think what missouri Her needs to do <laughs> not not just missouri but everybody if, you, if you're looking to hire an athletic director now you go out to the the best nonprofits in america and hire the best fundraisers that's what it's about right now because if you're not raising enough money not just to build buildings but to keep players now yeah, you're, you're doing it wrong you have to have an, a, enormous amounts of money and you got to find the best fundraisers out there the hell with hiring coaches coaches aren't coming if you don't have enough money anyway so you got to find a way to go out there and earn money and raise money and generate dollars. So that's who their next AD should be. Somebody who can actually go out get, there and raise money. money. Start selling some Girl Scout cookies or something. All right, sit, uh, see that. I'll pivot. Um, Did you buy any Girl Scout cookies? What's that? I, bought, I bought a few boxes this Did year. Did you? Yeah. I bought a few. Yeah, I mean, they're only, they're only $6. I mean, you Only? It's the biggest ripoff in food. It is a lot. It is a lot. All right. What What are your odds? Uh, I thought you guys do what's coming up on the show. No, no, no. I know. I know that. I know that answer. I know that answer. Jones and and uh, and Sneed, one or the other, neither. I both. would franchise tag Legereus Sneed. I'd let Chris Jones walk in free agency for the price that it would be to keep Chris Jones. You can get Legereus Sneed and Calvin Ridley. And see, your your argument right there sounds logical. And if he said the opposite, I go, I agree with that, too. Like, this is such a tough one, you know? I don't really think the Chris Jones one is that tough. I mean, I, I, I know we would like these guys to all be forever Chiefs. But eventually, you know, Vince Wilfort, for example, he went to go play for another team. Chris Houston, Jones has man. won three rings. And he is now going to be, I mean, just to franchise tag him makes him the second highest paid non-quarterback in the National Football League. And all I heard when Pat signed that deal was now you got to do things differently. Signing Chris Jones is not doing things differently. And I think we are transitioning into a different time where, I mean, there are going to be about 10 players that have helped this team win Super Bowls. You got Nick Bolton coming up. You got Willie Gay Jr. coming up. You got Creed Humphrey, Trey mm -hmm. Smith. You got a lot, a lot of, of guys. Trent McDuffie Trent at McDuffie. the end of next yep. year. I mean, if, if you're talking about he's going to be a two-time all-pro corner heading into his third season, he is not playing under his rookie contract anymore. So they just got to make a lot of decisions. I think they'd rather pay Trent McDuffie right now than Legereus Sneed or Chris Jones. I mean, I would keep both Sneed and McDuffie. I, I, I think the Chiefs are the best in the league at three things. I think they have the best coach, the best quarterback. I think you could argue they have the best one-two corner situation in the National Football league that's something that i'm worth keeping i also think it would be really hard for us to look back in two three years and look at the and look at sneed's deal and feel like it was bad for the team 
we all follow football. I can see how in three years you look at that Chris Jones deal like, mm, I don't know. That was not a good contract. Yeah. Football is just a young man's game, and he is going to turn 30 by the time he signs this deal. Look I'm at Carrington coming to my side finally and realizing you can't pay the old people. I'm not interested in signing a 30-year-old to a $35 million contract. What What if you do a, a franchise tag, and as Dan Graziano of ESPN pointed out, do it over four years and extend it out, but you really only have one year where you're paying Chris Jones. Yeah, I, I would just pay need in that scenario. In that scenario. I, yeah, I just I I'm not going to say I'm not interested in signing Chris Jones, but the time to sign Chris Jones was last offseason. Yeah. You were going to do it. Yep. It's not now. You so you got to pay 140% on the salary on the franchise tag? 120%. But, but this, this is third time being taxed. So yeah. now now it's 140 and I know we have this, hey, you got to take less to play for the Chiefs. If you owe me $35 million, I am not interested in taking less money <laughs> than what you owe me. Like yeah. you 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 owe me $35 million. So any contract that I'm talking about is based off the money that you owe me. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. I just think it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. I totally get your point on that by having Chris Jones walk. I've been in that camp all along. I would sign Snead, but then I could talk myself into keeping Chris Jones for one or two more years and letting Snead walk since you do have some young corners and you've proven you could really draft at that position too. You've been really good at drafting at that spot. Next time I come on, can it be a more positive conversation? It was. Right. We, we, how about those Royals? May your team not get, may your team not get a win tonight. Keep it going. Go team playing MU. It's Carrington Harrison from the drive. He'll be up today at two with stuff. And things. And things yeah. they'll be talking about. I wouldn't want to put him on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, looked at me like, you would tell me at eight o'clock in the morning, I'm supposed to know what's coming up at two. Yeah. They're working on it. But uh, always fun to catch up with him. Two to six uh, for the drive here on 610 Sports Radio. I'm going to throw out a text that we got, and I want you to react to it because I think it's pretty good. Cornerback is like the running back of defense. The examples of high-paid corners after Ward is bad. And and I kind of I see where you're going there. We've had so much success with the running back on offense. It's been an interchangeable part. You draft the seventh-round guy, you fit a guy in, and boom, you're off and running, right? That's been the Andy Reid mantra kind of is doing that on the defensive side of that cornerback position. I mean, they, they really are. I mean, you start with Marcus Peters, you go get Traverius Ward, you get Trent McDuffie, you get Legereus Sneed. Like, they've had a great track record at that and position. That, and that's where I don't, I'm not even saying they're getting arrogant. I think that they could legitimately say we've done this before. Mm-hmm. We've got our next guy. It's McDuffie. Right. We got our, we got our guy that can go along and be the, be the next McDuffie. It's Jalen Watson. Watson. Right. Or a guy we're drafting here. What's what's to say they don't draft a corner at 32? Right. You know, another first round draft pick okay. at cornerback. Right. Yeah. Uh one of those things. I think they could I think you can make the case for that as well. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones, yeah, it's it's probably more It's a sentimental signing more yes. than it is anything. And those are the ones that the, end they, up costing they get you, in trouble. Right? They do. You know, they the do. Chiefs have stayed yep. away from that. And yep. would they this time? But he's also he's also a uh a locker room leader. Mm-hmm. And he's also a franchise guy. And there aren't many Mahomes, Kelsey, and Joneses out there. Like, Correct. I'm talking myself into whatever I want to talk myself I know, into I am on too, this, right? Because I, I was fully in the camp of Chris Jones already got his best deal. I still believe that's the case. And and Carrington's point is, well, don't negotiate anywhere from that. Well, he's going to have to bend. I, mm-hmm. think, I think Chris Jones is going to have to take something less to remain here. Yes. Yes, I'm not in favor of, oh, uh, here's the franchise tag. No, I'm looking at a deal that helps the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Gives you some money. It's not going to leave you destitute by any means, right? We know that. But are you going to get your full worth? Well, hell, 
Travis Kelsey's not getting his full worth. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes getting is not getting worth. his full worth. Like, you know who else is not getting their full worth? Andy Reid's not like, getting yeah, his full like, worth. Welcome to the club. Veach. Everybody's decided this is a great place to be, and let's do this. And I'm not saying take pennies, but I think you could make it good. We're like, yeah, but is it worth it to be on this team to see if you can win one or two more? Mm-hmm. And then lead the game as an all-time chief and a Hall of Fame candidate. Like if you're, uh, if all you're Chris things. Jones, I just keep going back to the three-peat. Like, I don't think the three-peat matters as much for anybody else on this roster other than Jones, Kelsey, and Mahomes. That's it. Those are the – and maybe the long snapper because he's been here for, for the majority of them as well, right? But not everybody has been around throughout this entire dynasty. I mean, what oh, did we say? Would eight, be awesome for that rookie. That rookie, the rookie class, class would the, be pretty cool the, too. The McDuffie, yeah. the McDuffie uh, uh, Karloftis class that doesn't know anything other than right, titles would right. be pretty awesome. It would be. It would be pretty cool. But when you start to look at the the overall roster, Josh, I mean, four years ago we won our first Super Bowl in this era. And there's only eight guys left on that team from four years ago. So the, the, the roster turns over dramatically fast. And that's why I look at a guy like Chris Jones, Trent, Mc, not Trent McDuffie, Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey, all in a different category because they're truly other than the long snapper and, you know, a kicker. They're the guys who have been here through it all, right? They they have seen every championship, and I think the three-peat would mean more for Jones, Kelsey, and Mahomes than anybody else on this roster. And then for Chris Jones, I can make the case, like, for Chris Jones, like, is it all about the money? Look no further than Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of chased at the end. It looked like a good deal for a hot second. But he also went to a winner. He did. What's Who's to say Chris Jones can't pick a winner? I mean, he's, if, he, if he becomes a free agent, he can go wherever he wants. And is it about money and not winning? Like, is Von Miller winning now? Would he probably be happier if he were winning, even though he's got a nice paycheck? Like, But he left the – like, that Denver situation was getting bad well, No, there, but I'm saying know? he got his Rams thing. I'm saying now to the Bills. Oh, oh, yeah, Bills yeah, 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 thing's yeah. a mess. Right, the Bills thing. Yeah, I forgot about the Rams thing. I totally right, forgot about Right, you went to the Rams, the got minute. it. Yeah. Got it. Went to the Bills. Yeah. Looked good for a minute. Like, oh, you need that. You need that. You're going to overpay that that – veteran mm-hmm. leader tax that worked out for you. No, it really hasn't um, got hurt. Doesn't have a good quarterback on his roster. <laughs> so what's going to be? I just think that I just think that this is in Chris's court. I, yeah. If I'm the chiefs, I don't make it. Are you going to do it or not? Are you going to, are you going to sign with us or not? Are we going to, are we going to legitimately come up to somewhere? We can't pay you that. If you're, if you're, if your goal is to get that, it ain't us. Mm-hmm. Legereus Sneed, on the other hand, I could I could very well make the case, pay him he, he's worth whatever he whatever he wants. High end corner. Do I think he's gonna decline? I don't. I think he's he's got a he's got a he's got a chip and a uh, and a want to about it. Plus you get him in the in the machine of the Chiefs. Yeah. Is anybody gonna let somebody slack in that regard? Probably I don't, not. I don't think so. Yeah. I feel like that that they're like gonna... you mean peer pressure will hold them up to yeah. the standard. Yeah. 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 Like, this is hey, man, stand- we're here to win. This is a standard we built. Now, does he go out and give up, you know, two touchdowns against him every single Probably not. Mm-hmm. This may be of his best statistical year, um, maybe minus interceptions. Mm-hmm. But if you're the Chiefs, I'm, I can also operate from the other side of the fence and go, look, we've been we've been developing corners. We haven't we haven't allocated a lot of money for corners. Why? Because we've allocated money elsewhere and it's worked. 
and now we've drafted well at corner and we've we continue to bring in guys you've never heard of and yeah. done stuff and eh, we got the secondary on lock. We what? can do we can we can do all this stuff ourselves. We can do without luxurious need. I can make that case for him too. I would rather have I'd rather have Sneed for production, Jones for uh, continuity, leadership, and I still think he can play two more years. And sentimentality as well for Chris but Jones. But if he thinks I can play four more years, that's probably, then it's going to have to be somewhere else. Yeah. And if you're not going to come back to the pack, it's somewhere else. It's some, It's It's got to be somewhere else. From the 913 on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line, can we tie Chris into the 3-8-cent sales tax? If the, if, <laughs> if the, look, I, I'd rather see them use the 3-8-cent sales awesome. tax to pay for Chris Jones than for new wiring at Arrowhead or what they're going to do out there, that right? Be, like, that, that, would that would be cool. That would be so awesome yeah. if they did that. Yes, yeah, so all those things, like yeah, yes. I would love it. If you pass this three eight cent sales tax, we'll be able to keep Chris Jones. Okay, done. I think I think people would absolutely vote for something. Well, he like has to be that. paid over twenty five years. Well, he's that's got how Benia, it's going to work. Yeah, he's got a right. contract. Yeah. Benia contract at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. twenty five years of that. So I I think that's I, I like the three eight cent sales tax, but I also like the fact that no matter what the Chiefs do, you can say that's a good move. Also, no matter what the Chiefs do, you can criticize that move as well, too. Like, it's it's the ultimate sports radio topic right now. Chris Jones or Legereus Need, what do you do over the next two weeks? You can make a case for both of those guys to be the franchise player. You can make the case for neither of those guys to be the franchise player. You can make the case to tag and trade both of those guys. You can make the case to, to tag one, not, you know, not sign the other. You can make the case to tag the other, not sign the first guy. Like there are just so many variables out there and so many different ways that you can approach this, that you can have a great conversation about all of them and all of them make a lot of sense on the surface. This is one of Brett Veach's toughest tasks. And this is a good problem to have, right? It's not like, Oh my God, I got to find a quarterback and a head coach. I got to decide which great player I want to franchise and which yeah. one I'm going to let walk. It's a very difficult decision. Yeah, no, I think, cause I think you can, you can make a case either either direction and probably not be wrong now if you lose them both <laughs> if you lose them both then uh i think we look at it a little bit differently like oh mm-hmm. this defense is gonna look different next year right you've lost both of these guys i think i think one has to be here right and if you pin me down to one i would i would lean towards luxurious need okay that, that you want or that you think because that's another question right, too that that's another time that you want yeah i want luxurious need yeah. i think it's going to be chris jones oh okay I, I think it's also. I also think it's going to be Legereus. Okay, I, as a franchise player think, or a guy who's back. Oh, back. I'm just saying back. I'm not, I'm not really worried about how you how you apply the tag. In right. That. I think you get something worked out with Legereus Need and Chris Jones is. You're not gonna you're not gonna tag him and you're not gonna work out a long term deal. So. You also have Legereus Need last week talking about pay me, pay me, pay yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. he had a very simple message for uh, for the uh, for the Chiefs via. Uh, via Kay Adams. And I have a lot of love for your GM and what he's done building this dynasty. What would you like to say? Man, pay me. <laughs> pay me. Pay <laughs> me. That's what I got to say. Pay me. Okay. I mean, I don't even know. I think that we have to wrap it there. Pay the man. Now, he's a man of few words. One luxurious need. Not a big talker. But that was pretty, <laughs> pretty emphatic. Yeah. Pay me. Okay. Which tells me I'm looking for the biggest check. Could be. And if that means going to Philadelphia or Carolina or DeSoto, I don't, wherever the biggest check comes from, that's where I think Legereus Sneed is. And I can't begrudge him for that. You've got a limited window to make your money. If Legereus Sneed is going to cash in, this is the offseason to do so. And if he's furling that camp and you want him, then you got to tag him. Correct. Yeah.
And then you hope to get something done with Chris Jones. And I don't mind that scenario. I'm not going to franchise tag Chris Jones. It's, the money's too it's much. not. It's too much money. But it's just want, too much. Do you yeah. want to be here? Do you want to be here? Can we get something right. done? Can we get something done? If I'm, not, yes, we're not I'm franchising. You, we're going to let you. I'm you know. pulling on your heartstrings. Yeah. Do you want to be here? Or do you want to miss out? And then you also let that agent get involved who was complaining last week that maybe there was too much bubbly yeah. at the parade and people were not speaking the right way because they were saying they want to come back and we got to hold our horses on that because God forbid somebody gets caught up in a Super Bowl celebration and says they want to come back for the three. Right? <laughs> yeah, can't again, can't quite hold them to that. A uh, deep dive into a big trade. We'll get into it next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 